0: has come to begin again. This is a super exciting episode for us because we've upgraded from our one microphone on a old kitchen chair sitting on the floor of my bedroom to two microphones with an insert leaf from my kitchen table on top of a box of Rubbermaids. That's like a big Tupperware yeah. container for <laughs> people that don't live in Canada. And we have our own station. Yeah, it's like we're at a radio. It was like we're hosting a radio show, and me and Buffy are so far apart. Like we're looking opposite each other now. We're not like sitting parallel like we used to have our shoulders touching. It's really tough to share a mic. If you, yeah, if you've I ever tried it,
1: can't believe we did that for so long. Do you remember when we were at the library? No, Stark Times. <laughs> yes, I do. Look was, at us
0: now, and we had people walking past, being like, "What are you guys doing? Look at these people. They think, they think they can make a podcast." <laughs> I know, we're literally opposite each other, like we right at a desk. I know. This is insane. Now all we need is those things that hang from the ceiling with the microphone attached, so you can, like, swivel the microphones. Yes, yes, and we need, like, some decks, and it'll basically yeah, be... Yeah, like and neon lights. BBC Radio 1. And lots of
1: plants. Yep, that'd be nice. We do have a cat, though. Freddie is we joining do. us. He's sleeping. He's a sweet angel. He is a sweet angel. But welcome to episode four, guys. Welcome.
0: To a very exciting episode four. It's rom-com week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, It sucks that this is being released after Valentine's Day. I was kind of hoping that the random selector generator would, I know, line that up a little bit better for us. But it's all right. Thrillers can be romantic. Yeah, I think so too. As we saw in our last... (laughs) Very romance heavy thrillers yes not good romance and a little bit
1: toxic some would say <laughs> oh my god rosamund uh pike pike yeah she's in another film
0: i know mm-hmm. I, was and, it called i care a lot
1: yeah and it's pretty much like uh if amy started a new life
0: yeah i actually saw a lot of people like comparing her performances like they'll oh. take like a, a clip from uh gone girl and a clip from i care a lot and it's like very much the same personality type of like She's a star Just a con artist. Just a shady lady. Yeah, but like hyper intelligent. Yeah, like, re- like 10 steps ahead. Yeah, I really want to see it. It looks good. Yeah. Do you want to talk about something exciting that we've begun? Uh, I've eaten pizza for like oh. the last four days for at least two meals a day. I One of those Did meals you mean... was with me. Did you mean like that? No, I meant like Artist of the Month. <laughs> okay, we should definitely talk about Artist of the Month. <laughs> but we can talk about your pizza too. <laughs> no. Oh, did I see pizza? I meant spaghetti. Oh. Oh.
1: Yeah. Italian, carb. Same thing. Same thing. Delicious. Yeah, I was thinking of pizza now. Maybe I'll get that tonight. Nice. No. We did it at the start of the week, bounce it out at the end of the week. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's all but about But
0: Spaghetti all in between. Nice. Mm-hmm. And red wine and white bread. Oh, wow. It's been a very full week. Uh, I've had vegetarian chili for like six days in a row now, pretty much. Because oh. I made way too much and I just had to get rid of it. That was the same thing with my spaghetti. It was and just then it was never woke. ending. At work, the chef cooks spaghetti. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mamma mia, if Mama you will. Mamma mia, if indeed. Mamma mia. Oh, how pretty is M- Meryl Streep in that film? Doc, oh, beautiful. Her hair? Yeah. That's my hair goals. When yeah. I'm, when I'm a mother. When you're a mother? Yeah. She's hmm. a mother, isn't she, in that movie? Yeah, yeah she, she is. is. That's what Mamma Mia's about. Sophia? Yeah. Sophie? Sophie. I, don't know. I think it's Sophie. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about <laughs> Artist of <at> the Month. <laughs>
1: Sweet, sweet artist of the month. This is such an exciting thing that we've introduced into our lives. We're
0: super excited. We've been talking about doing this for a little while. We've been, like, kind of tossing the idea around. And then finally this month, we were like, let's just start it. We got to do it. Let's just do it. We put the preparation in place. Mm -hmm. We have, like, a whole list of people already
1: that we, we do. We just know so many amazingly talented people. And it's just such an honor to celebrate them in a small way in our small, sweet podcast. And just you know share some love and goodness and the beautiful talents that they have
0: this month for our first artist we've gotten in touch with karina at Citroën beauty boutique in gastown so she's in vancouver she's a local hairstylist she does cuts and colors and all that fun stuff she's very kind we really enjoyed getting to know her throughout this process and yeah it's been really fun we actually have a post uh, more about her on our instagram as well if you're interested or you want to Go look at some of the really amazing things that she does
1: yeah and I can tell you that Karina is so qualified and so amazing what she do- does and d- doesn't do <laughs> she's so amazing at what she does honestly she's been doing hair for 11 years now and makeup for six and she has her suite her own private studio now and it's specializing in women's cuts and colors and balayage as well as bridal hair and makeup and she just recently opened her own place what is citron beauty boutique in november of 2020 it oh, is a safe super space exciting. Mm-hmm. safe space free of judgment and i've been getting my hair cut by karina for a few years now and i love it i love visiting her I, she's such a positive beautiful energy to be around she is so sweet and kind and just from like one of those people that I will tell her like such and such about my life and then I'll come in like six months later and she'll ask me about what I last told her and, or I'll tell, tell, told her that I was going vegan and that she brought me in like vegan cookies for the (coughs) appointment. Like she goes above and beyond to make you feel special. She's so good at what she does.
0: We love her. Yeah, it's definitely been really, really nice getting to talk to her over the past couple of weeks while we organized this. And she's actually been so, she's so generous and she's offered 20% off to our podcast listeners who book appointments with her. And as long as you mention the podcast, which is slush and stuff, by the way, guys. Yeah, if you forgot, (laughs) Uh, which is so kind of her to do. So we really appreciate that. And hopefully you guys will check her out because she's great.
1: She's so great. She honestly is. Oh, and she graduated with an honors from Blanche McDonald, by the way. So, What's a local, local uh, school. Local school here in Vancouver. And she competed in IMATS Battle of the Brushes in New York and Sydney in 2017. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, she's pretty darn cool. And New York, that's out. a big one too. I know, it's pretty huge. Yeah. And she came third. Wow. Yeah, that's and crazy. You can find Citroën Beauty Boutique at literally Citroën Beauty Boutique. That's her handle. so On Instagram.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm yeah yeah definitely and There's like 20% i said
1: people 20 freaking percent why
0: not treat yourself go in listen to this podcast and get 20 percent off yeah it's a great deal um and obviously we'll also have her information in our little description if you forget it yep
1: and we'll be talking about her next episode too because she's the artist of the Mar- month
0: of march yes but i mean bada boom beautiful beautiful work
1: should we move on to our little rom-com segment my friend I think
0: we should, we should totally I'm actually it. really excited for this episode I knew it right away when the random discombobulator selector selected rom-com I knew exactly which one I wanted to do and even though my research it was tough to find I made it work because I was not going to abandon this film
1: yes you were very passionate about this I well. I really mm. am yeah I uh I know what you're doing and I'm <laughs> excited to hear more about it yes do you want to take it away
0: yes i would love to everyone get comfy yes mainly yes. we're sitting on the are. floor still we haven't got chairs but it's okay one thing at a time we got a desk yeah um okay rom-com this is what i'm doing i'm so excited i'm gonna talk about never been kissed fancy which is just a very classic quintessential 90s rom-com it stars drew barrymount drew <laughs> Oh <sorry> god Fred. <laughs> freddie flinched he was like oh, rude uh, it stars Drew Barrymore as Josie Geller, an editor who is given the chance to go undercover at a local high school to write a report on teenage life. Now, Josie, back when she was in high school, wasn't particularly popular. She struggled a lot. And she takes this as her chance to rewrite her own high school experience. And she's like, I'm going to be the popular girl and everyone's going to like me. This is me rewriting the book. So it's pretty much like 21 Jump Street. yeah uh well (laughs) i guess so actually they could fall under the same category Mm -hmm. they could they could different experience different outcomes though (laughs) um is this a really heartwarming and cute rom-com about just finding yourself and staying true to who you are and i just like that it came out in 1999 and it was directed by raja gosnell if you're curious i always (laughs) am. thank you you're very welcome. That's my little synopsis for you guys. Um, before I get into the makeup, I did read some articles that said that the movie has not aged well. Probably not. Which, you know what? Fair enough. After re-watching it, I mean, not to spoil anything, I mean, but also it came out like 20 years ago. So if you haven't seen it, I'm that's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> but she goes to high school and so she's, I think she's 25 in the movie and she's playing a high schooler and she kind of like gets this crush on her English teacher Mm -hmm. who is her age but he thinks she's in high school so it is a bit odd that also the fact that he's 25 and an English teacher yeah he's supposed to be like I think he's supposed to be like a a TA maybe or someone who's like maybe doing their practicum or something like that okay that makes more sense maybe or either that or he's just a very young hip fictional English teacher actually my friend Jenny is a uh, a teacher. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Think of, like, Ezra from Pretty Little Liars. I've never He's seen, seen it. it. Oh. It's the same with, like, Gilmore Girls, Pretty Little Liars. I've never seen Gilmore Girls. I have a hard time okay. watching those shows. Do you? Interesting. We've just lost, like, a <laughs> lot of us Yes. Yeah. Oh, did I watch those? <laughs> Walk off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do like a Blake Lively, but... <laughs> Um, okay, not to throw shade at you, because I do love you, but also you watch Vampire Diaries, so get off your high horse, first Um, of all. Why did you just throw that in there? I've been (laughs) hiding that for so long. It's okay, I watched Degrassi, so it's like... Everyone has one. I watched it only because a sweet friend of mine, Tori, was like, you got to watch this show. It's out of
1: trash, but you're going to fall in love with it. And I'll like, say, there's no way you're going to fall in love with it. That is the worst show in the world, etc., etc." Cut to season six. I'm like crying. I'm like, why do I care about all these characters? This is the <laughs> stupidest show ever. Don't be wrong. It brings me so much anger because I've never hated the main character more. I'm like, you're so selfish. You're such a horrible person. Why isn't she a villain? <laughs> um, but yeah, it really caught me by surprise. So thanks for outing me.
0: Well, yeah, as you a know classic what? CW, I've been though. sitting on that for a while. Wow, thanks. I've been waiting for my time that's to gonna, drop that
1: bomb. That's gonna come up a lot more times. So I can feel oh, it
0: definitely. definitely. Yeah, my I've left got right. a couple more in my back pocket, too.
1: Hmm, okay, just so you know, she's a dangerous woman. People. Get ready. I, I'm that's locked so, and loaded. So with... loving of you <laughs>
0: on this sweet rom com day. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, basically. I don't know if it's aged well. I find though a lot when you watch a lot of rom-coms from the '90s, they haven't aged well. I think of like what's that one with Freddie Prinze Jr.? She's all that. Have you seen that one? Ages ago. And it's like she's like this nerdy art girl, oh, and then so turns dumb. out she was beautiful all the, the whole time. You just had to take off her glasses. So dumb. Yeah. So I think just '90s rom-coms in general, they might not have aged well. So I'm still not gonna. I'm still not gonna fault was Never it chad michael murray
1: from one tree hill that was in mm-hmm. cinderella story yes yeah, with yeah, hillary yeah. duff and mm-hmm. i still always remember her being on the football field and she's like it's like waiting for rain in a drought and then she like steps on a little hill in her pink yeah. converses and... and she's like it's not worth it like flips her hair yeah. oh no that's in the locker room oh right and then on the field they start to kiss
0: and the rain yes pours. and it starts to rain jennifer coolidge best oh god movie. i was just gonna say i love you know what does she say you're not that pretty and you're not very bright i'm glad we had this talk <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a quote brendan was saying the other day that he was like i loved it when madonna was alive <laughs> <laughs> come on invoke oh i loved that when madonna was alive <laughs> brendan is our friend who's also a drag queen here in vancouver mm-hmm. Leah vendetta Leah glamorous vendetta. later she is lady she is <laughs> what's i think i said ladle You said the ladle she is. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm sure Leah is thriving in this promotion
0: right now. (laughs) Calling her ladle. Uh, The fabulous lady she is. Um, And as we were just having a conversation a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about what their Snatch Game would be if they were ever on Snatch Game. Yeah, that's a strong one, Jennifer. And he has got a great impression. I have to give it to him. Oh, yeah. It's strong. It's a strong
1: Jennifer Coolidge. I've seen Brendan dress up as Olaf with (laughs) Jennifer Coolidge, like, slash...
0: Olaf from Frozen slash Jennifer Coolidge. Interesting. Hot take. Yeah. It was a very good take. Very creative. You yeah. never think of those two together. hmm It worked. It worked. Well, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, Back to Never Been Kissed after oh, that. sorry. Tension. Talk <laughs> about Drew Barrymore's white feather boa. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the makeup, this film's really fun for makeup. Obviously, because it has the incomparable trends of 1999. Yes. <laughs> uh, but also... It has a really sweet leading lady who, bless her soul, went to high school eight years prior um, and thinks she knows what current high schoolers like. So we see some really comedic makeup use. Um, Yeah, it just gives us a really fun opportunity. I think it gives a really fun opportunity to the makeup team to create the looks of someone who doesn't understand current trends but is really trying to. Yeah. And it's just a hot mess. It's just a hot mess, basically. So at the head of the makeup department, we have Kim Green. I okay. Kim Green is an example of one of those makeup artists that I didn't know existed until doing this research. But then when I looked at her resume and the oh, so other many. projects she's made, and I'm like, "Wow, you've done everything! How did I not know about this woman?" Just to name a few of her more recent projects, and she's she's been working since the late '90s, so she's got an extensive list of films. But she was 2017. The remake of Baywatch head a department Ozark on Netflix oh. had a department dead to me on prime tv headed apartment prime tv's love headed apartment it's insane she has done so much stuff so many cool projects there's
1: so many people like that i feel like that especially in this industry they highlight a few and i'm sure in other industries too but speaking in the industry that we both work in Mm -hmm. um that we can only really communicate familiar with with yeah yeah can't
0: speak to the welders of the world but (laughs) (laughs) we can't talk about makeup um but yeah, this,
1: it just feels like there's a select famous few. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is like, oh yeah, I was just saying other people. And there's so much really... There's so many talented people mm-hmm. who have done equal amounts of amazing work. Who have even won awards, but no one really knows who they are.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think I think that that makes this more fun for us. I think I like doing this podcast for that reason. Of like getting to explore these makeup artists that otherwise I might never have heard of. But mm-hmm. now I feel like I know so many more really amazing artists that have done some really really cool projects. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's what it's about.
0: And Kim Green, you're one of them. I'm thoroughly amazed at your work. So, in Never Be in Never Been Kissed, Green creates a really good contrast between the real 25-year-old Josie and then the real high school Josie. So, Josie when she was 17. And then there's mm-hmm. a third version of Josie where she's where she's the version that she wants to be or rather that she thinks she should be. So, we've kind of got Josie, 25-year-old editor, who actually is 25. We've got 25-year-old Josie, who's going back to high school undercover. And then we've got actual high school Josie. So we see these three characters and how they represent her. Nice. So when we meet Josie, she's attending her actual prom. So this is in, like, the 80s. She's... It's a really funny look. I was, like, looking through photos of this, and it's just... It's just hilarious. So she's got glossy fuchsia lips which when you pair it with her prom dress that they've put her in it's like this metallic fuchsia prom dress and they just do not work together this lipstick and this dress um and you've got that held up in a side she's got a very side ponytail held up of course by a matching scrunchie also metallic pink. Oh my god, I wanna see a photo of this. She has very little, if any, eye makeup. Oh and god. her brows are somewhat unkept, they're very bushy. It's just a lot of things that don't work together it's just and just about the lip. Yeah, it's it's just not it's not a, it's not working. And I think it does a really good job of lending itself to the character trait of someone who isn't stylish but is really trying to be in her own quirky way. Which is really endearing. Hugs so in all of the flashback high school scenes josie also wears a dental prosthetic to give her the look that she has braces this was fabricated by gary archer who's created some very famous smiles that i'm sure a lot of you recognize from austin powers mrs doubtfire this is us i Tonya, just to name a few If his extensive
1: yes i've heard of gary archer and i've heard of him because recently stepping up creative what's a local business here in oh. vancouver did a seminar with him recently and oh on the on like fabrication of teeth and stuff yeah awesome oh and I, cool. saw, I saw them promoting it and it's ran by these two amazing women called kate and kari and they did a permittee prep course and me and buffy have both done and we're actually
0: probably going to talk about them a lot more in the future yeah definitely they're super lovely ladies we'll definitely be talking about them more so Those are for the past. That's kind of what I've got on the high school Josie, who Mm was actually in high school. When we see Josie in her present day 25 year old self, she's natural, she's fresh looking. Later in the film, when she goes undercover, this is the first time that we really get a contrast between who she is now and who she thinks she should be. Josie, as herself, wears a subtle but flattering matte red lipstick combined with a really light eye makeup. She's just got kind of her curled lashes, brushed out brows. Just really fresh looking. Like I said, just adds a lot of contrast because then when she goes to high school... <laughs> and a lot of back and forth. Yeah, I know. It is. Um, so when she's undercover, I think her insecurity really starts to show through her makeup. Mm-hmm. She's attempting to create this look for herself that she thinks is what's in style, but it's so far from her present self and who she actually is that it's almost a reincarnation of the high school Josie she's trying to forget and trying to replace. She wears a flat, quite pale foundation paired with very, I cannot emphasize this enough, (laughs) very pale frosty pink lipstick. It's, it's not, it's not a great look. And then it just, yeah, it, it
1: just washes her out. Especially like the 90s when known for heavy foundation application
0: yeah and she's very much taken that um add that to her iconic white feather lined blouse and it's just the look is just not working once again
1: oh yeah she shimmies that bow all over town
0: yeah she does it's very true multiple boas yeah she like. does she actually sports several mm-hmm. mm-hmm she's got some great outfits in here i have to say
1: i had a feather boa, but i was like five
0: i was gonna say yeah i think i grew out of mine around that age mm-hmm. <laughs> It's obviously not who she is, and she's not this type of person, but she thinks that this is what's cool, so this is what she's doing. Almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, she's thrown herself out the window in an attempt to reclaim her high school experience. As the film goes on, she begins to understand that she herself is the coolest and best version of herself, just being who she is. Slowly, her undercover high school persona and the real Josie really blend together, creating a marriage of beauty and confidence, which... Again, we see that her looks suddenly become much more flattering, much more fresh, much more fitting to her kind of bubbly persona. They definitely do a really good job at showing it through not only her makeup, but also through her costume and her hair. And they just, yeah, it just really starts to display externally her finding herself internally. And I just like that. I think it's just a really strong use of makeup in character development. I know that there wasn't a lot of, like, product specifics and direct-from-artist interviews or quotes, Mm-hmm. I think because it's a bit older and also because generally rom-coms just don't have a lot of heavy makeup. Yeah. Um, or like makeup that general audiences find interesting. But I felt that this film just, like I said, used the makeup really well and it shows this evolution of Josie and I just really wanted to do it and talk about it. So I hope you haven't minded hearing my ramblings <laughs> instead of actual product. <laughs> no, it's been delightful. Amazing. It's little more about like
1: her development into a better... Um, makeup look the more her makeup starts to oh her. exactly
0: yeah ah, nice. yeah the more she just kind of embraces herself the more her outer appearance just becomes less fake and less like y- you can tell she's just getting more confident on the inside and it's projecting through the outside mm.
1: mm-hmm. nice yeah it definitely that film gives me like a lot of second hand embarrassment
0: I know so much. Yeah. And like, what did they call her? Josie Grossi. I know. That's so
1: harsh. <laughs> so rude. Oh, but uh, Baby James Franco.
0: Yes. Baby James Franco. There's actually quite a bit of actors in here that are quite famous now. That, like, David Arquette's in it, Jessica Alba, John C. Riley. <laughs> Love me some John C. Riley. Yeah. Talladega Knights. Mm hmm. Yes. He's a shake good time. and bake, baby. Shake and bake. <laughs> that movie is all my favorite people. It has Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm. If I could just be a movie, I'd be Teledegonites.
1: Yeah, that would be your movie to describe you. If someone's like, who are you as a person in movie form?
0: Teledegonites. Oh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to try and convince Daniel to be them for Halloween. That's a good Halloween costume. And I'll make us Wonder Bread drink. You'll make it? Just buy it. It's so much cheaper. <laughs> it's like, what did you call it the other day? Cake? What? Oh, bread? Yeah. Oh, no, because they're sponsored by Wonder Bread. That's amazing. Oh, I, no, I'm not actually going to be a loaf of bread. Yeah, I was very confused at, like, the scent. I was like, oh, cool, that's a nice prop. Like, uh, no, but the reason you bring up cake is because I was telling you the other day that Subway's bread content actually has so much sugar that it's considered cake, not bread. Too much sugar. It's not just a makeup podcast. And that's why it's so delicious. This is a
1: lifestyle podcast.
0: Yes. <laughs> Move over, Gwyneth Peltro. <laughs> just kidding. I, she's got, I don't think that her lifestyle hacks are...
1: Don't she have like a vagina candle? Yeah, she's, she's got, got a like lot in the of, shape,
0: like it smells like her vagina. She's got a lot of questionable, questionable things and advice. Yeah. I don't think I would listen to her. You
1: know, as you were like talking about romantic comedies and trying to find uh, information on them and like different makeups, and sometimes it is a harder category to to try and find because some of the most iconic romantic comedies, I think happened in like the 80s and 90s oh yeah personally
0: yes I agree agree. and I feel
1: like the other ones that are being released now maybe aren't as impressive actually my one's pretty good
0: yours is really good yeah
1: but it was it was different yeah but I was just on the line of makeup and everything I was thinking of doing Shallow Howl and Mm -hmm. obviously Gwyneth Poucher's in that there's you know full circle of my little detour here (laughs) and then I realized that film has not aged well and it's a horrific film and the fat phobia is insane, and I was like, mm, yeah, no, it's I, interesting. I can't talk about this.
0: It's it's really even like with friends with Monica, how they like like to joke about how Mana Monica was bigger in high school, and anytime you see like them in high school, she's always got this like fat suit on. Yeah, and then now they always like they do
1: that in so many things. Yeah, though. and it's just like yeah, I could talk about that makeup and yeah, it is a good process in the the sculpting and the making and the fabrication, but like I just can't promote the film. I can't talk about the film because it's a fucking awful film and it has not aged well
0: yeah it shouldn't it's, have ever been made yeah it's 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 jarring that it was that it was made i think and I, yeah i think that movies like that they just like the longer it's been the more you realize like yeah. eh, you guys this is just not good content it shouldn't yeah. have been entertaining
1: anything below 2002
0: questionable mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah
1: and i'm sure we'll Look back in, like, ten years from now and I be like, was, hmm.
0: I was just going to say the same thing. Do you think that our kids will be having a podcast? Or, like, whatever the future version of podcast is? I don't know. The Marvel Riverdale. series. Riverdale.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Riverdale. No. That's <laughs> fucking... Let's just hope that whole... Actually, you know what? I'm just going to stop myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, take it away, Ruby. Tell me about your film.
1: I can tell you about my film. So, I am doing... Crazy Rich Asians.
0: I'm actually really excited for this film, um, for you to talk about it, because it is just so glamorous, Ooh. and so fancy, and I just, they did a great job.
1: There's a guy outside with a motorbike revving his bubby.
0: Can you hear that? Yeah. There, there he goes. Go. He's excited, too. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, Crazy Rich Oh, wow. It's all going I'm off. I'm so sorry. Jesus. Freddie's <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on now? <laughs> can a guy get some rest? yeah crazy rich asians
1: is bringing in celebrations clearly um so it is a romantic comedy makes sense nice it's based on a global bestseller
0: by kevin kwan i need to read that book i've been meaning to do that for a while yep and
1: kevin kwan wanted to introduce a contemporary asia to north american audience he claimed the novel was loosely based on his own childhood in Singapore. The novel became a bestseller and was followed by two sequels. Mm. And a film adaptation of the novel was released in August 15th, 2018. What I'm going to be speaking about. Very fun. Directed by John M. Chu with a screenplay, screenplay adaptation by Peter Chirelli and Adele Lim. Nice. <laughs> nice. Begin. <laughs> Let me say straight off the bat that this does not give an accurate representation of 99% of Singaporeans. This is just an experience of the authors and filmmakers making the film. Mm -hmm. So, here's the plot. Rachel Chu, an American-born Chinese New York professor, smart as heck, travels with her boyfriend Nick to his hometown of Singapore for his best friend's wedding. Before long, his secret... Before long... (laughs) Ruby. Basically, his secret comes out. Nick's family is extremely wealthy. Rachel didn't really know about this, mm. and he's considered the most eligible bachelor in Asia.
0: Oh. I
1: know. Every fancy. single woman is incredibly jealous of Rachel and wants to bring her down, as well as Nick's family. It's like a, yeah, kind of a girlfriend meeting the family.
0: Mm hmm. Right. And
1: being like, oh, like, you guys aren't just rich, you're like, own half of Asia rich.
0: Oh, yes! you're
1: like next level. You're like in the 0.0001%. Oh.
0: Like. Wow, wow, wee, wow. Oh,
1: those earrings are 1.2 million?
0: Of course. These are my day earrings. Yeah, like. These are my Monday earrings. Mm-hmm. Come look at my Monday nights. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine a Friday night? Wow, wow,
1: wee, wow. <laughs> so that's a level. And if they're just spending like 1.2 million on earrings, can you imagine the rest? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the tagline for the movie. The only thing crazier than love is family.
0: (laughs) Am I right? Ain't that the truth. (laughs)
1: Ain't that the truth, people. So before hopping over to makeup, I just want to recognize the casting of Crazy Rich Asians. I found this little segment from Time Magazine and just wanted to read it for you um, because I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the first modern love story with an all Asian cast and an asian-american lead
0: in 25 years oh Um, my god that's like embarrassing 25 years really you guys it's actually disgusting oh my god Um, that's freaking insane
1: yeah the last was a film called (laughs) called uh the joy luck club it was released in 1993 um it's an earnest romantic comedy in a sea of action and superhero films it features two leads who are new to movies Wu, an actor most recognizable for her role in the ABC series Fresh Off the Boat, and Henry Golding, a virtual unknown who last worked as a travel host for the BBC. And this film makes use of a multilingual script that flips seamlessly from English to Cantonese to Mandarin and back again. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's just a segment from Time magazine that, you know, just really highlights how bad casting has been and how, you know, a lot of non-Caucasian
0: races... Well, and I think another problem is that they cast Caucasian people in roles that should be filled by people of color. I think of, like, Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Which is written to be played by an Asian woman. Yeah. And they cast Scarlett Johansson, and they go as far as to work into the story how she becomes white. It's just, like, an odd thing of, like, really pushing for a white woman to play a character that... It's not meant to be white.
1: Yeah. Uh, I actually read that the lead, who's played by Constance Wu, was originally not going to be cast. It was going to be a Caucasian woman. Like, it just makes you know, sense. You know, it's
0: just like, yeah. I think that... <laughs> one the films called Crazy Rich Asians. And it's like, if, if you're trying to base a movie off of a book, and, you know, like, it, it, just, it just seems like a really... It doesn't add anything to the story to make her white.
1: No, it doesn't. And it's just, like, following such a boring storyline. Like, yeah. it was so hard to find, other than, obviously, Crazy Rich Asians and a select few. Um, like, Stella Got Her Groove Back is another one. Mm-hmm. But just films that, like, especially rom-coms, blonde, white, female. Seriously. Like, white guy.
0: Or yeah. Caucasian.
1: Like, every freaking film. And I was just like, like, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, like, I, I yeah, I think that... I hope anyway that we're getting out of that and getting... But, you know, it's not like you have any shortage. There are so many... Or other... more than capable. Exactly. Like, yeah. there, it's not like the talent pool's not there. It's just that you are choosing not to look at that. It's stupid.
1: Yeah, I just think that casting is so important and the lack of diversity has been ongoing for too long. I'm not an actor, but as an avid film watcher and makeup artist, I'm happy to see this movement in the casting process. And mm-hmm. I'm happy to see more of it. Same. Yeah. And... Not just having um, people of color in
0: just minute, small roles. Yeah, definitely. And, like, on that note, actually, um, obviously a lot of Hallmarks get filmed here. And up until very recently, Hallmark wouldn't cast. Oh, they're awful it, for like, it. they're so bad. If you look at, like, the last 30 Hallmarks made in the in last lifetime. five years,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's all white women playing the love interest, and she's in love with a white man. And up until very recently, if there were people of color cast in those films, they'd be cast in, like, a best friend or a co-worker or a comedic relief role, but never yep. as the leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, like, very recently, they have gotten a lot better at that, but it's also embarrassing that it's 2021, and you've only just realized that that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. It just shows that there's definitely a lot more work to do, but at the same time, I am happy that that work is starting to get done.
1: Yeah, especially... There's such an amazing range of actors and talent just in Vancouver. Yeah. Of people of color that I can't wait to see more in these leading roles. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that casting, like, any role should just be, like, ethnically open. doesn't I, matter. I agree. I don't know. We don't cast. We're not actors. <laughs> we just want more skin tones. Yes!
0: Diversity! Diversity! It in the makes everything chair. greater! In the
1: makeup chair, too! Yeah. I want to touch your beautiful skin. Humans everywhere. Yes. Does that sound weird? Well, just went a little off track.
0: Um, okay, Buffalo Bill, I just want to feel your faces, <laughs> all of you. Oh
1: God, anyone, it's gonna be like you, fucking psychopathic racist pig. I'll be like Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, this is like how my mind works. <laughs> like Ruby, you're the worst. Shut up. Like go. <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna go cry under a pillow. It's gonna be great um i do i also want to mention though because i wrote it in my notes here the new disney princess coming to theaters soon that's on topic of like casting and um this great roller coaster that we've entered yes um is raya and the last dragon it's our first southeast asian disney princess wow and again honestly about time is that a live action or is that a cartoon cartoon fun okay yeah, I'm really excited for Raya. I hope it taps into a younger audience that might be unaware of their lack of representation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to see inspirational characters in your ethnicity when oh, you're young. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And us being like two white women growing up, we didn't have a lack of that, but I I'm, I'm really happy that now young people can have that. Definitely. Young yeah. children. So yeah, I'm really excited for Rhea. and it also has Aquafina in it oh, and she's also in crazy Aquafina. She's Asians. so funny. She's my spirit animal. She's so funny. <laughs> she's awesome.
0: Okay, I love but... watching interviews with her. <laughs> she she's, like, has, like, the best answers. <laughs> and she's so New York, too. Yeah. I love it. Um,
1: okay, going back to Crazierish Asians. This was the highest grossing rom-com of the 1910s.
0: Oh! Move over, never been kissed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, makeup. A makeup and hair designer is Haika Merker. Heike Merker, mm-hmm. a German makeup artist who has been working since the late '80s, early '90s. Very experienced, has received a Saturn Award for Cloud Atlas, multiple awards from the German Film Awards, and a film and a Hollywood Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Guild Awards for hairstyling on Crazy Rich Asians. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There was a squad of humans that helped with makeup and hair in Malaysia and Singapore, and I just wanna. Give them a little shout. So we got Zoo Aya, Jason Chong, Cindy Hoare, Giovanna Jonovic, Sophia Knight, Evelyn Liu, Lee Monica, Dolly Sia, Irina Stakova, Lydia Thong, Yen Yap. Sorry if I didn't pronounce those right, but I just thought this film is so makeup heavy and they have such big glamorous BG days as well. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to express. express the art
0: of appreciation. That's great. And their art. So <laughs> was this film... The scenes that are shot, like, the scenes that are set in Singapore are actually shot in Singapore? I believe so. Oh, fun. Yeah, okay, a lot cool. of it was in Malaysia. Oh, fun. Okay, very cool.
1: Yeah. That was actually why I originally got into makeup, was to travel.
0: And then I moved to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also was like, oh, it'd be so fun to travel. I actually, at one point in my career, I got offered to do a film in Burma, which is in Myanmar. Kind of by, like, Thailand, I think. Oh,
1: why didn't you do it?
0: Uh, no, because it was a bit sketchy. There was not a lot of information. He messaged me on Facebook. Yeah, and I was like, "Uh, I don't really want to go to Burma with. Someone I've never met. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't sound good. So, I don't know. Call me cautious, but I didn't take up the job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you didn't. I have been to Kamloops, though.
1: <laughs> oh. Ooh, very fancy. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Kamloops is about six hours from Vancouver.
0: Uh, I'm right? Not even. It's like three. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but you do take the coca which that will feel like six days of your life. Yeah, on a back to season, kilometers. <laughs> season one of traumatic experiences. Yeah, if you want to listen to one of my worst days of my life.
1: Yeah. So, um, Haika's journey in creating the most jaw-dropping looks throughout the film started by reading the script as per good normal makeup, like, as per good normal makeup designers do. And then... Step one. Yeah. You know. And then (laughs) to follow this, um, she created collages for each character to show to the producers, directors, writers, and then, of course, these collages would change and develop
0: as the collaboration and different departments followed. I... I love that. Mm -hmm. I like... I love a... I love a good collage. And I actually think that Donnie Davy also did that for Euphoria. I think she did. Oh, yeah. Amazing.
1: Oh, by the way, this is a long one. Buckle in. Strap
0: in. We're getting into it.
1: Yeah. Also, these collages were, wouldn't just be makeup or hair reference photos or just different color swatches. It was anything. Anything that represented them as a character too, be it a car, a sofa, a type of dog she thinks they'd have. It was a character analysis kind of collage.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So very thorough. Yes. Very thorough.
1: Very thought about. So it was important for the story that these, there was a difference between Asian-American characters to the characters that we meet in Singapore. Here's a quote from Haika. There was a difference because the American side is more grounded in normal life. In the world of Nick Young, Singaporean family, we tried to make it as different as possible and lift up that world into something almost absurd in comparison. They're so wealthy that they never really work. They just spend money, and not in the hundreds, but the millions. We tried to separate the two worlds, but keep Nick the center of both. Mm. Okay, so
0: I'm picturing, like, those, like, circle Venn diagrams.
1: Yes, and Nick's in the middle. Yes,
0: he is the, the middle yes. ground. And okay. his
1: girlfriend that he's introducing, Constance, mm-hmm. is on one side. Constance is the actress. She plays Rachel. Who grew and up in her sing- America. His, yes, who grew up in America. Very, like, uh, single-parent mother, mm-hmm. um, worked in real estate, like, worked really hard. Rachel's, like, an amazing human being, but, like, oh, she's very grounded and just, mm-hmm. like, Doing her thing, living her normal life. Yeah. And then the Singaporean family, when it came from, is like, like we said.
0: Larger than life. Billion dollars. M- money, what is it? Does, a hundred dollars is a dollar.
1: Yeah. I think like a is a dollar. Oh, wow. Um, like, okay. they own half of Asia, apparently.
0: Wow, well, there you go. Yeah.
1: Um. So, Nick's family um, comes from very old money, as it, as it explains in the film. Lots and lots of money. So, with this in mind, it was presumed that this family would have had people do their makeup and hair every day as well as a personal stylist Mm. that's the level of wealth we're at so that's what kind of Haika was imagining for these people that their makeup and hair would be so perfect because they literally would have people doing that for them each morning
0: wow Mm -hmm.
1: so the looks are flawless and this is something Haika kept in mind her main problem with having these beautiful symmetrical perfect looks was that upkeep not only because shooting results in long wearing makeup but because they filmed in singapore what is extremely hot and humid so the
0: upkeep was heightened oh god and especially if you're putting them in heavy heavy makeup like you want it to look like fresh like they yeah exactly and i mean if if in the story they're hiring someone to do their makeup every day then obviously their makeup's gonna look amazing every single day and these people ain't working no they're not working hard so it would be very stressful to maintain that like perfect look, and they look perfect. Yeah, whilst like they're sweating so elegant, and, like profusely.
1: Yes, um, I also found this really cool um skin prep and throughout the day help with the weather conditions. Kind of quote from um, Hika whilst filming. Um, so what they did, they put a hot towel on their faces first off to take all the oil off, and then an oil-free face cream. Then they used a combination of blotting papers and translucent powder using Sperly to keep the makeup from looking thick or cakey. Mm. And then they had electric fans literally on them all the time when they could, um, to, so they wouldn't result in getting too shiny, and especially when they were outdoors or with the, adv- out, the advantage of AC
0: kind of a fun fact about makeup i don't know if we've ever talked about this and maybe people who aren't in makeup wouldn't know this but the makeup department is in charge of cooling the actors so if we're like shooting outside and it's in the middle of summer and they're sweating we're in charge of providing them with like small personal fans cooling towels blotting them et cetera, et etc so it's not uncommon that they would be giving them fans and stuff like that that's no. very normal or
1: holding umbrellas because mm-hmm. you don't want their skin to burn
0: mm-hmm yeah yeah
1: Um, And that I found out from Glamour.com.
0: There you go, a little fact. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, So the makeup on um, Michelle Yeoh and Gemma Chan was honestly flawless. And this reflected their character's privilege well. Um, So Michelle is playing Nick's mom, that they often refer to Auntie. And Gemma is playing this incredible woman called Astrid. (laughs) She's so, oh, no. <laughs> she's so beautiful like i can't like i just can't like it's insane um so just super symmetrical glowy perfect cheekbones bones to die full, perfect lining on the lips just the skin makeup alone is just so polished these women are naturally beautiful as well but heike uh, did just such a wonderful job in displaying such an ep- upkept makeup look this is important with these characters too because they are such a high level of perfection and also that perfection is required in their family. That is such a big thing. Um, mm. That is like, especially with the girlfriend meeting the family, it's like she's not perfect enough, et cetera, et cetera, because they're just at such this high level. So yeah. it makes sense why these women would literally look perfect. So What's it, a really hard uh, attainable level?
0: <laughs> I was just going to say that. No pressure. No <laughs> pressure.
1: Yeah. Um, so fun fact, Gemma Chan, who plays Astrid, like I said, had the longest makeup application of all because her character is so radiant and described as pretty much perfect. Plus, she wrapped a very well-executed smoky eye at times. Mm. Hecka describes her as the Asian Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, who plays Eleanor, the mom, they made sure she didn't have a hair out of place, wow. literally. Mm-hmm. So going back to Rachel Chu, characters, Rachel Chu's character, played by Constance Wu, who I was talking about earlier who I feel very empathetic for throughout the film. She's such a good person and she just Mm. wants to be liked and she's just a sweetheart. I noticed her makeup was also very well suited, but the eyeliner was a little heavier, by no means over the top, but there was just a difference in character makeups that would be distinguishable in each character slash families. Heike stated that she wanted her to look normal in comparison, like she took care of herself, but not as glamorous as Nick's family, who would wear more expensive makeup, have their hair styled each day, been getting facial since birth they made her they made uh rachel look more approachable i was just gonna say
0: like very it sounds like they made her very um normal yeah just regular gal your average new yorker exactly
1: yeah average human really Mm -hmm. they stuck to neutral shadows on the eyes and a pink tint on the lips just to enhance Wu's natural beauty nice so back to our favorite
0: baby Aquafina. Oh, yes, let's begin.
1: <laughs> yeah. Her hair is bleach blonde in the film. Yeah, it's
0: short, right? She's got like a, um, not a bob. I don't even know what to call it. Like a... It's just this little fun. Though. Like a little choppy. Vidal Sassoon. Yes. Inspired cut. Wow. Do you know Vidal Sassoon? <laughs> uh, the hair shampoo.
1: No, maybe. He's a hairstylist that basically put like res- I'm pretty sure it was responsible for cutting Twiggy's hair but oh, cut short. Oh,
0: yes, very Twiggy. He
1: brought in that look. Like he was like, "Oh, women can have short hair too, by the way." Snip, snip. Snip, snip. And everyone boom, was boom. like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" Wow, enter the pixie. Mhm. I uh another cool British person for you have. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh. Um so, yes, Aquafina. Um so they wanted to do something different with her and to add in some different character traits. And Akrafina was character was the best person to, you know, have fun with mm-hmm. because she is a little crazy and comes from new money, meaning she's less traditional. So her family maybe have only been rich for this or, like, two. She's maybe second generation rich or oh, okay. first generation okay. rich. So
0: they don't, maybe her family doesn't have so much pressure on them to appear a certain way. No, or no, no. are they it's much, much more like.
1: They wear it on their sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, bright and fun. It's like, we got lost awesome. on. Where, we're rich <laughs> yeah when Nick's family's a lot more like oh yes we have been rich forever and everything I'm wearing is over 2 billion pa- pounds Hmm. I shouldn't have said pounds it just came naturally
0: quid but, I have recently learned what that means quid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <a dollar>. uh,
1: <laughs> yeah so uh, this short bleach blonde hair is actually a wig Aquafina has long dark hair but they managed to tuck it under this little wig and make it appear organic as a dyed head of hair wood, magic. She also has gold (laughs) glitter nail polish, what I'm going to talk more about later on, and a black winged liner with a light shimmer base for extra definition. Nice. Yeah, and talking about glitter, a popular makeup product during filming was glitter. Apparently the makeup team found so many different brands in Malaysia when they filmed there that they had great glitter products and some not even noticeable but would add a great glow to skin and these products would be hard to find like hard to find in the european market apparently so haika says eye products from and i hope i'm pronouncing this right and i apologize if i'm not but chosunga 22 were used continuously on set interesting yeah a character who went through many glitter infused makeup looks was kitty pong played by fiona chia she is very over the top and definitely shows off her money but in a tacky way, if that makes sense. Very new money again, mm-hmm. as we're comparing it to new and old. She had diamond encrusted fake eyelashes for the most over the top, big, like crazy lashes. Everything is dramatic and loud. And according to Haika, she sticks out in comparison to the elegant rich cast. Mm. It was more like show makeup. Immediately, I do not, th- <laughs> I I think of not balanced makeup. You know, when you normally go for like a darker smoky eye and then you have a lighter lip hmm You know, that's kind of that rule. Yeah. Or, like, you have a bald lip and you go less on the eyes. Right. Um, with Kitty Pong, not the case. She's all out, making it the most fun to create and play with. She is also, has this amazing ponytail extension at a we- <laughs> at the wedding scene. And it's like an Ariana Grande, but on steroids, kind of like ponytail.
0: Oh, okay. I'm actually looking at pictures of her right now. That thing looks heavy.
1: Yeah, Kitty Pong?
0: Yeah, that ponytail, that's a heavy ponytail. Yeah, and her like
1: crazy eye makeup. (laughs) Yeah. I like it though.
0: So, back to the
1: nail polish. It was a sublime detail in Crazy Rich Asians, I found out and noticed way more once I read this, that everybody had to have their own nail color. They had the craziest colors on set. Like, one of them was made of pure gold. Wow. Oh, yeah. They even hired a nail colorist um, to paint little designs on the cast's nails, mostly for the character Kitty Pong. Um, but it was important for everyone to have a different color. For example, Nick's family wore polish that was more elaborate. But Rachel didn't wear any nail polish in most of her scenes until she got to Singapore. There was There she had on special colors to match the environment she was in. But she was the only main female character to go without nail polish at some point in the film
0: everybody constantly had a nail color on see and don't you just love learning like little facts like that about the film like it just shows you how much thought these people put into Mm -hmm. the story you know
1: yeah exactly and like I said like Aquafina had gold nail polish Mm -hmm. and you know um Aquafina and uh Rachel Aquafina and Constance who plays Rachel like, I've said a billion times. Um, they're friends, and they met in New York. And then whilst in Singapore, they kind of, like, are, like,
0: oh, hey, friend! Oh, my gosh, I have a buddy. Yeah, and it's
1: actually Aquafina that's, like, oh, so, like, Nick is, like, rich, rich. And she's the one that basically explains before she meets their family that oh, she's gosh. about. Oh, no
0: pressure. You're about to meet, yeah. like, like some It's full. a really
1: good dinner party, like, dinner, like, lunch scene. Yeah. And she's, like, they all just stop, and they're, like, Nick Young? And they f- are, like, oh, oh, my God, like, you're about to meet, like, the royals of Singapore. And then Aquafina's, like, going through her wardrobe, like, you need to wear this! (laughs) Put on this! Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just a little subtle cool thing with nail polish and glitter and different products and, you know, putting a hot face on your towel to get the oil off at the start of the day, and I like that one. I
0: like that, too, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure the actors like that, because you know that they love that good, good hot towel.
1: Yes. So I think this would have been an amazing film Actually, I don't think. I know this would have been an amazing film I agree. to work on. To really advance your beauty product knowledge, too. Each character, I can imagine, would have had a large array of products. And also, I don't know if they did, but the sponsorships would have they would have gotten from
0: companies would have been definitely bomb. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, it would have been so fun to... I guarantee you they probably had, like, extensive products for each character. A lot of the times we'll do, like, product bins. And they'll be, you know, each character will get a bin. And then that's where they're, like... Very specific things go into it. Would have been so fun every morning designing these looks of what this person who's filthy rich, who has so much money and so much time, would look like and how they would Ooh, do yeah. their makeup. It, it would be really fun getting to actually do those makeups. And we know they're wearing an Armani foundation and
1: that Dior. Oh, eyeshadow. you know,
0: you know that they've got that good makeup with a Tom Ford lip. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like big time. That Pat they're... McGrath. Big time Pat McGrath. Those shimmers. Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm or these beautiful Malaysian glitters that apparently exist? Yes.
0: Let's go. Seriously, it would have been really fun. Also, we never get to use glitter. It's so rare that you get to play with glitter. No. So It's a hard balance. It would have been so fun to work on that show. And yeah. it, definitely your beauty makeup, not only skill, but your like inventory of like or like your product knowledge would just like grow so much.
1: Yes and the costume budget for this one would have been insane. Oh
0: god, do you think they do a set
1: sale after? Everyone's wearing, Oh my god.
0: I would be Dude. I'd be first in line at yeah. that truck. You love a good set sale. <laughs> I I love a good set sale. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes at the end of a show or a film, um the production will sell off like costumes or like set decks, stuff that they aren't using anymore. Yeah. Um and they'll offer it yeah, to crew first where you can go and like take a look and browse and you can buy it like at like a fraction of what it would cost retail just because they're trying to get rid of it, basically. And I've definitely, my coffee table, set sale. My nice jackets, set sales.
1: Yep. I know it's kind of fun being on set in, like, a room, and you're, like, looking at different things. You're like, hmm, that closet. Mm, I like that. Anybody call dibs on that? You, like, get out your (laughs) little measuring tape. You're like, do you know if this is going to be on the set sale? (laughs) And someone's like, that's actually from my apartment. I lent it to the company. <laughs> You're like, um, Will you lend it to me? <laughs> Permanently? Okay. Um, so just to conclude Crazy Rich Agents, I also got this from Glamour.com. But I think it will round all of this off nicely. <laughs> Overall, the looks that Heike Merker and her team created are not only a testament to the transformative power of makeup but they also perfectly represent the tensions and differences between the different social strata that appear in the film, which are as much a part of the story as Nick Young and Rachel Chu's relationship. Maybe the best thing about makeup, you don't have to be
0: crazy rich to wear it. Wow, that isn't that just the perfect little bow on top of a great, great discussion thank you and good night i'm like i feel like a proud teacher (laughs) even though i've had no influence on you whatsoever (laughs) i'm at the like front of the class i'm like wow wow it's a josie grossy moment (laughs) oh gosh, she's done so well (laughs) oh that was so interesting friend i that i just love some of these crazy crazy makeups
1: Mm-hmm. who knew both of us did rom-com
0: I really lost hope for a while during rom-com <sighs> I was um, getting a bit frustrated too. when the generator brought it up I was like I oh, am yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a couple that we put in the generator that I'm kind of hoping if I'm being honest with you don't get pulled there's yeah. a couple that I'm like this is gonna be tricky rom-com was one of them so I'm happy it's out of the way now
1: yes Yes, me too. And it's been fun to do a few beauty makeups as well.
0: Yeah, it definitely has. Mm -hmm. And look into that. And there's a lot of, like,
1: you know, I sometimes think beauty makeups just get overlooked, but so much thought goes into it. Like, every department, there's so much thought behind it. Yeah, for sure. Like, a light there or a freaking extra pillow on a bed here for set deck. And Mm -hmm. it all has, it's all worth it. We'll work yeah. something
0: yeah definitely everything's got a purpose when it comes to film i think well at least i like to think that sometimes i just think they just go on the fly i've definitely been on sh- sets where they're like it's fine it's fine <laughs> more blood it's fine who gives a shit about continuity <laughs> throw it out the window i don't care <laughs> and you're like but what about is like crying in the corner i'm yeah. like i'm sorry ah. they're like what about the art <laughs> <laughs> um on the note of beauty makeups our tip this week centers around beauty makeup do you no. want to share?
1: Yeah. No, mate. I think you should. Oh, friend. Okay, you do product. I just need to relax my mouth.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, so one tip, if you're ever doing someone else's makeup, it can be just a nicer experience, more professional approach. If you need to rest your hand on someone's face for stability for precise work, like eyeliner, things like that, using a little powder puff or tissue or you can even get these things called pinky puffs which are basically like a little pinky sleeve that slides on top of your pinky and then when you rest your hand on that person's face just a bit more clean and sanitary not that your hands wouldn't be clean when you're doing someone else's makeup but just more pleasurable for the other person I think also because sometimes when the person might have foundation that hasn't been set yet and you put your finger on their face. You can actually smudge or move the makeup because it hasn't been set. So yes, using can. something in between your finger and the face prevents that.
1: Yeah. Really and great for eyeliner too. Yeah. Freddie just decided to jump on the keyboard. That was quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Freddie. He's a
0: wild boy.
1: And I'm going to go in with our product of the week. So I've just brought this from Sephora. From Sephora, <laughs> may have heard of it. It is the Glow Recipe brand, and I got the Watermelon Glow Pore Tight Toner. A best selling gentle PHA and BHA infused watermelon toner that treats skin and minimizes the appearance of pores.
0: It's vegan and cruelty free and contains no alcohol. Yay! And it smells freaking delicious. I've used from the same line, I've used their sleeping mask, which is like a jelly kind of consistency. Mm -hmm. Smells so amazing. It makes my face so soft and smooth. Dewy as heck. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend it. Especially if, in the summertime. It's a great... If, for dewy, absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah. And you can do a few layers. I know that you can do the toner and then there's like dew drops as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to really amplify that. So maybe if you're doing a, you know, a fashion like glow, like a fashion makeup that involves a lot of gl- dewy glowiness, that's sometimes harder to find across in film. Mm-hmm. Um, but fashion hundred percent. Yeah, fashion loves the dewy look. I would really recommend
0: Glow Recipe. And they've also got a lot of great products. Like, they've got... I know they've got a really good pineapple product. Yeah, this is just the watermelon line. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glow Recipe, definitely a company worth checking out.
1: And just in the last uh, five days of using it, I can tell that... A lot is coming out.
0: Well, your skin looks
1: great. I have to say. Oh, it really so does. Much.
0: I would not have noticed
1: that at all. Oh, yeah. Because I've definitely noticed, you know, when you try a new product and then your skin's like, wow, wow, wow. It like purges a little bit. Here is everything that was under. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, no. But you just kind of got to get gotta it it. You got to wait it out. You got to wait it out. You got to give a product at least two weeks unless you're obviously
0: having an allergic reaction. Yeah. Then no. But, uh, but your
1: skin looks great. You're glowing. If Thank I you. If
0: I do say so myself. I would have so never much. known that if you had told me that.
1: Thank you. I've definitely found I've got a bit of, like, drier skin wearing a mask for 10 hours a day and mm-hmm. just, you the
0: know. The I'm getting the knee.
1: Yeah, and it's really helped with that and it's helped balance my skin tone, so that's a great product. Yes,
0: it is. you like. Right. And it is that time of the episode once again. It really is. Pass the torch, my friend. Yes. Ruby, it is your turn. Fire up the combobulator. Let us find out what next week's episode shall be. Here we are. So for episode five. (laughs) No, don't say it.
1: Actually, no, this is actually okay. Pre 2000s. Okay. That can be anything, though. The film just has to be before 2000. Yeah. So, okay. I think I actually have a good one for this. Yeah. And it doesn't say like a specific genre.
0: So we got a little more freedom. hmm mm, A lot okay. of good films.
1: A lot of good films.
0: That's true. Okay. This could be fun.
1: This could be very fun.
0: On another note before we close out... I just want to mention Sweet Karina again, and Citrine Beauty, Beauty our artist of the month. Again, if you missed out at the beginning of the episode, we just talked a little bit about her. She's a local hairstylist out of Gastown here in Vancouver, and she has been so kind to offer our listeners 20% off when they book and mention us. So we're just super grateful that she's teamed up with us, and she's just really great. We strongly encourage you to check her out.
1: Yes, definitely. Big love for Citroën Beauty Boutique. Big love for you. And to sign off, should we do the honors?
0: If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at BlushandStuffPod. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we're at Stuff underscore pod. And if you have any inquiries or maybe you want to be the next artist of the month or maybe you know somebody who should be the next artist of the month, Hell yeah! you can email us at BlushandStuffPod at gmail.com. Oh, as always, just wonderful. Wonderful We'd, delivery. We love to hear from you. We love chatting. We don't get a lot of emails. No. We get excited when we get some. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh, and that is a cue to leave, I guess. And there we
0: go. On that note... <laughs> Someone we'll...
1: emailed us already, I guess. Oh, wow. You guys are quick. Dude, we're, this is like big Josie energy from never
0: being kissed, I feel <laughs> You guys are already talking to us. I have friends.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, and maybe we have a new trailer talk coming.
0: Yes, maybe. Maybe. Lucky, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Bye.